0: I'm speaking with Daniel Chan today. He is founder of DCG Capital, and today he will help us find and identify so called winning stocks, uh, understand the criteria in evaluating uh, winning stocks, learning lessons from Daniel's 40 year track record of great stock selection. So I'm going to have my pen and paper here as well to take. Okay, I don't have pen and paper, but I will jot notes down on my computer here. If you have any questions as well, you can always text them to us at 97178893, SMS, or WhatsApp. John Silva is uh, taking care of that uh, for you. Just make sure you get them in uh, early enough so we can ask Daniel Chen about this. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Good morning to you. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Ford here track record. Wow.
1: So are there really winning stocks? Yeah, of course there are. the are great stocks that you can think of. If you look at the US, you th- think of stocks like Starbucks or Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Those are great long-term quality compounders. In Asia, you can also find some uh, winning stocks as well. What kind of winning stocks? Let's
0: concentrate here on Singapore, for example. Sure. What, what kind of stocks would you consider to be winning stocks?
1: Well, in the case of Singapore, so a recent example we found was Singapore Bus right just a public transport business it's a very defensive very steady kind of business Mm -hmm. it uh, throws up a lot of uh, free cash flows after the government announced the change in the public uh, transport uh, business model so it was very undervalued Uh, it was a very kind of misunderstood stock Mm -hmm. so it's done quite well the uh, cash flows are very strong and uh, we think that it's still undervalued even uh, though it's already doubled since we first uh, bought into the stock Singapore Bus. Yes. Okay, I'm going to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid it's a bit boring. (laughs) Uh,
0: No, but see, this is the thing. When we look at these things, we see something exciting, something growing, and we think it's a winning stock. But then you have on the other side someone quiet, like Singapore Bus, for example. So what are the characteristics that make a
1: winning stock? I think that when you invest in stock, you are thinking of owning a piece of a business. So you want to think like a businessman Mm -hmm. and try and identify the businesses that you like and that you can understand and that have the potential to grow okay perhaps SBUS is a bit boring but But the thing
0: thing is okay you have this boring stocks for example and you think that the growth in this will be quite slow and you may not make money fast enough yeah and that is pretty much what a lot of
1: people would so think too. So in the case of Pass, yes, the uh, growth is not going to be very exciting. But because of the change in the business model, the stock was still kind of a misunderstood stock. Mm-hmm. So it's just selling at about 11 or 12 times of its earnings. Okay. And it pays a steady dividend. But in the context of Singapore, if you think about other kind of uh, winning stocks, then I think the bank stocks have been very steady long-term compounders. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there are such stocks in Singapore as well. Harder to find because Singapore is a small market. Okay. But there are, right?
0: Uh, When I started trading, uh, the advice I got was uh, look at companies that provide a service even during an economic downturn. That's pretty much the safest bet for you. But these companies are also not the ones that give you the biggest returns.
1: Yeah. So, a winning stock is a function of two things, right? First, it's got to be a business that you like. Secondly, the price has got to be very undervalued, right? So, if you buy at the right price, you can be a very nice uh, winning stock for you. Uh, If you Think of the Asian, think about China. Then, an example of a winning stock that we found is a company called Guizhou Maotai, which is in the Baijiu business. Where they, they is sell this ex- wine. expensive uh, white wine. White yeah. wine, okay. Not quite white wine, it's, it's a Chinese kind of a you. Okay. So these kind of companies, they are growing, they're compounding, they have a very strong uh, branding and uh, with rising wealth and consumption in China, uh, the business has just been growing and the brand is a 200-year-old brand, so it's a very well-established brand and they make profit margin of about 90% gross margin, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a very nice business. Okay. Let me get
0: your thoughts on these criteria here for smart stock selection. Good current and projected uh, profitability. What what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, sure. Of course, when you're buying a stock, you're really buying into the future earnings of the company. Mm -hmm. So you have to be confident that the earnings are real in the first place. Secondly, that they have the potential to grow. And Also, preferably, you want to buy into businesses that are resilient to downturns. Right. Uh, What about asset utilization? So... In terms of the ability of the company to allocate its capital well, that is mm-hmm. also a very important uh, criterion. So the company has to demonstrate that it's able to reinvest the cash flows that is generated in a very shrewd and a sensible manner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about conservative capital structure? What are your thoughts? Yeah. On so that? balance sheet strength is always uh, the thing that we look out for. We want to avoid companies that are excessively geared, so that you know they can withstand the downturn. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're not too dependent on banks or borrowings. Okay. And for earnings momentum, how do you look at that? Yeah, so earnings momentum in the recent past has shown to be quite an important factor. Although, you know, when we invest, we are really taking a long-term view. We have to be prepared that there will be times when earnings will be uh, turning downwards. But you want to stay on track for Mm -hmm. the long term and right through the downward tree but ideally you want to buy a stock that's undervalued and where the earnings are in a positive momentum so with nowhere else to go but
0: up yeah sort of thing right um what will your advice be then if there is a downturn and should people just wait it out and see how far they can wait or do you sell and you know make the most out
1: of what you still have So it's uh, very much a case-by-case basis. So it depends on your assessment of the fundamentals Mm -hmm. of the underlying stock. For us, we always look at it from a bottom-up basis and we try to analyze the business and uh, understand the risk involved. So if there's a downturn, is it a structural long-term issue or is Mm it just a temporary thing? Okay. So at times, it may actually be a, a buying opportunity.
0: Now, in your 40-year track record, would you say this is a time when there's a lot more uncertainty sure. in the world? We sort of, I was talking to somebody else uh, just two days ago, and we were talking about a new normal hmm. that the world is seeing right yeah. now that we've never seen before, perhaps. I don't know. You've been here around for 40 years, but yeah, I mean, is I, this a
1: new normal? I've never come across a time when there are just no uncertainties around. I mean, there's always something to worry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, admittedly, there are quite a bit more to worry about nowadays. You know, it's with unpredictable the, kind of yeah, uncertainty. Yeah, trade tensions and uh, geopolitical stuff that's going around. And also, we're in a funny world where you know there's so much uh, negative interest rates around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and interest rates are so low and have stayed low and may stay low for for a long time to come, so there are a lot of headwinds. Growth is going to be you know quite slow. How
0: can an investor take advantage of this though we We have i guess in a new normal situation that we have right now that China is no longer rising, but it's already up in the top against the United States, and you know they're headbutting there. How do you think
1: investors should be behaving? We always look at stocks from a bottom-up basis. We don't try to, you know, make macro forecasts of what's going to happen because Mm -hmm. that simply is an impossible task, right? It's just too complex. But looking at businesses from the bottom-up, identifying businesses that we understand Mm -hmm. and that that are undervalued, that's a much simpler approach. All right. um,
0: Now, let me get you on your eight tips
1: sure it, it, you have
0: eight tips on or if you do have eight tips I'm going to start counting on uh, making valued investment with
1: long term sustainable sure. long-term performance well I, I won't really call them tips I mean what I did was I tried strategy sh- I tried to share some of the key lessons that I've learned lessons okay that's yeah. even better. from uh, you know I guess 40 years of investing mm-hmm yeah, so the first of the eight lessons uh, is that, first of all, fundamentals is the only reliable anchor on which to base any investment decisions. Okay. So, I make the distinction between speculating and, and investing. There's a big difference, right? So, fundamentals is the only important anchor, uh, which means that you have to study the business fundamentals. You have to like the uh, business model. hmm the earnings and the most importantly, the cash flows and also the growth potential of the business, right? And then you try to arrive at a reasonable estimate of the intrinsic value of the business. So that's your only kind of benchmark against which you make your buy or sell decision. To do that, you have to uh, analyze, you have to do a lot of analysis, you have to have that promise of safety of capital mm-hmm. as well as a reasonable return. So if you do anything else other than that, it's actually, as Benjamin Graham said, it's more speculation rather than investing. Right. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two is in investing, risk management is very important. You have to avoid big losses in order to make money. Yes. It sounds very commonsensical, <laughs> but... <laughs> well, Warren Buffett said the rule, first rule in investing is do not lose money. Of course. And second rule is do not forget <laughs> rule number one. So uh, investors don't, I think, Uh, pay enough attention to to risk right so they they ought to think about that more carefully and uh, avoid what we call permanent impairment of capital so volatility is okay but Mm -hmm. you don't want a situation where you buy into a company that uh, becomes obsolete or it mismanagement going on and and so on so we have lots of examples of that happen uh, right here even in singapore the third lesson in investing is always think long-term because investing is a long-term business. It's not about you know, trying quick, to make money just buck. for the next yeah. you know, three weeks or three months. Uh-huh. And some investment theses take time to work out. So you have to be patient. Right. Uh, important thing, of course, is to get your facts right and get your analysis right. Right. Uh, lesson number four is that always look beyond the obvious. Right. This is what uh, one famous investor th- w- called the level two thinking. So looking beyond the obvious is very important because okay. what is very obvious would already have been priced In. into the yes. stock or into the market. Right. So you, you want to think beyond the obvious and, and think about the uh, deeper issues mm-hmm. Right. so that you have an insight, you have a, uh, an edge. Over what the ordinary investors are thinking about Uh, Lesson number five is In investing, always be humble Hmm. Because there are a lot of things that we do not know Right Right the world is just so complex and but, but, so big. When you big. say
0: be humble, how, how does one be humble when it comes so, to investing?
1: So you always have to acknowledge that there are a lot of things that you do not understand, right? So you have to work within what you understand, what value investors call working within your circle of competence, right? Okay. Investing in only in businesses that you understand. If it's too complex, uh, then you are taking on risks, you are speculating. Mm, okay. So that's dangerous. So acknowledging what you do not know, that, that's part of the humility. Okay. Uh, Lesson number six in investing is, in investing, temperament is actually more important than intelligence, Mm. right? You can be very smart, but if you don't have the right temperament to handle the market, especially during downturns.
0: So you have to be emotionally
1: uh, stable. Yeah, correct. So be careful about the two things, greed and fear, right? So you don't want to uh, just... Uh, be greedy and just uh, look look for the the next big move without mm-hmm. really understanding the uh, fundamentals. Right? Okay. On the contrary, when markets are down, when everything is uh, down, people are afraid. But that's when you should be uh, more rational and mm-hmm. take advantage of the the fear that uh, that is around you. Take advantage you. of the fear. Yeah. Good point, okay. And uh, well, lesson number seven is in investing, it's very, it's not easy to find good investment ideas. Mm. So when you found one and you, you really are convinced about the fundamentals, then you should take a bet on that. And uh, so what I s- said was to bet seldom, but to bet big, right? So not to be too diversified, mm-hmm. to be adequately diversified, but yet take advantage of the the gems that you found. Okay. Right. And finally, the last lesson is that in investing, you are always learning. So, reading, uh, read continually, learn from the masters, learn from your mistakes. That's very important. And so listen those, to those Money and Me
0: or Money FM. Yes. <laughs> 9.3. Speaking of that, we have, before we let you go, uh, one question uh, from a listener who texted this message to us uh, about Singapore Reeds. They've gone up so much, this person sure. said. Should he or she still be invested in them?
1: Well, the Reeds have done very well. Well, beyond uh, my expectations, I think the primary driver of that is really interest rates staying low and the lack of alternatives. Uh, REITs is an asset class that is already quite big in Singapore. You have a lot of choices nowadays and they still give quite decent yields. Four to five, in some cases, even higher. Six, okay. seven percent yield. But so even if they've gone up so much, it's still a good thing to get. Well, into. the important thing is to do your homework and know the kind of assets that they own. Mm. Uh, look at the stability of the tenancies, the asset values, and so on. So the, there are a lot of things to look at. Don't just look at the the headline yield. But, right. You know, look at the gearing as well, the balance sheet, mm-hmm. the management capability. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much uh Daniel for sharing your insights with us uh, this morning here on Money and Me and I hope our listeners did get a lot of knowledge from uh Daniel's 40-year track record uh sharing and evaluating winning stocks and what to stay away for. You've been listening to Money and Me right here on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM